Well, good morning everyone. Um, today I'm going to be dealing um, with the topic of power and authority. And the Bible's full of different weapons, and I'm actually going to do this in a three-part series. Um, because I want to deal with three elements um, that I really believe, and I don't believe it's the only um, criteria for Christians, but I think that these are probably one of the most important um, when it comes to a Christian's walk. And I just want to just draw you a quick picture, and I want you to write this down if you, if you want to draw a diagram. I want you <coughs> excuse me, to draw the word, or say the word love, and then on top of love, I want you just to have two lines going out. And the one side, I want you to put authority. And the other side, I want you to put power. And when the Bible speaks about that Christians have been given weapons, um, I want you just, well, let's, let's just go to the Bible quickly. Let's go and look at Jesus Christ's life. Let's just start at Acts chapter, um, Acts chapter 10. Quickly, and I want you to see that in Jesus' life, Jesus operated out of both power and authority. Okay? Um, in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says this And now God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And so, what I want to do is um, I want to deal with these three elements, power, lo- uh, love, and authority. And I want to show you how these all work together. Now remember one thing, the Bible is very clear that love is the highest. It is the foundation. Okay, so I'm not going to deal with that today. Today I want to deal with the authority element, but I just want to give an overview quick. Love is the foundation of everything that we need to do. And next time I'm going to deal with the issue of love. But I want you to see Jesus Christ had power operating in his life. Okay, and I will deal with what is the purpose of that power in session number three. Okay, but today I want to deal with the authority. I want us quickly to go to John chapter 5. And I want you to see something there in John chapter 5 verse 26. It says, For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself, and has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Now I want you to see something here that is very important, and that is, Jesus Christ had authority on this earth, Because he was the son of man. You can replace the word son of man whenever you see it as a human being. Excuse me. The son of man means that he was a human being. It means that he was physically born with a father. Okay, he was naturally born. And so it wasn't that he had um, God and he had the supernatural thing flowing in him. It was the fact that he was the son of man. Out of that he had authority on this earth. And... It is critical that we get this thing right, because what happens is people mix these things up. Now, when a Christian's operating, you're going to operate with power and with authority. You don't sit down and box these things. 
Okay, so these things are not boxed, they're not left by themselves, they are working together. And so, when we see that the Holy Spirit works in our life, the, work, the Holy Spirit is going to work in our life together with the authority in our life, together with the faith in our life, together with the Word of God in our life. You know, there's a lot of elements that the Holy Spirit is going to work with. So nothing is isolated. But I'm going to box them today just so that we can get an understanding of how each one of these things work. Because it is imperative that we understand as human beings the authority that we carry on this planet because a lot of people do not understand this and do not get a comprehension of the authority operating together with the power they are given for distinct different reasons they are given for different things okay and I'm going to explain them as we go along alright let's quickly go to uh, some I think it was Psalm 4, I think it was. Let's just quickly just check. Let's quickly go to Psalm chapter 4. (coughs) No, sorry, chapter 8, verse 4. Now this is what the psalmist says. It says, What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man, okay, that you visit him. For you have made him a little lower than the angels. Now that word angels is uh, not translated correctly. If you go and read it in the original, it means Elohim, a little lower than God. Okay? A little lower than God. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. And you have put all things under his feet. Now I want you to see something here. What are the works of God's hands? What did God make? Everything. Everything. Okay, but now it's important that you see this. Go back to verse 4 and it says the Son of Man. It does not say the Son of God. Do you see that? So it says that the Son of Man has been given dominion over all the works of God's hands. That is why Joshua could stop the entire universe. Could stop everything while he was in battle so that he could win. was because he had authority over everything that God had made. And so do we. And so we need to look at when it comes to um, Jesus Christ operating on this earth, we've got to look and see from which element is he operating from. Because we just read now in John chapter 5 that he has authority over the earth because he was a human being. So to what degree did Jesus operate on this earth under that authority or how much came from the power that God gave him? We read in Acts chapter 10. Because they are distinctly different. Okay, so let's go and look quickly at Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. And this is where Jesus sends out the 70. Okay? Now, I want to ask a question. Jesus sends out the 70 disciples. Are they born again? 
They're not born again. Okay, because Jesus hasn't died yet. Are they spirit-filled? No. So they are not operating with any power. They've got no supernatural power from God operating in their life, correct? But look what happens at verse 17. It says, Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And then he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you, listen to this, Jesus now, he says, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Did Jesus say that I give you the power to do that? Yeah. No. He says, I'm giving you the authority to do that. Okay. okay. I want you to understand the difference here. We're going we're gonna to make a clear distinction later on what that is about. So he says, I give you the authority to handle every demonic spirit just because you're a human being. Authority comes from being human. Power comes from being supernaturally connected to God and the supernatural power flowing in your life. Okay? So the authority over every demon was given just because he was a human being. And that's why the disciples could cast out demons even before they were born again. (coughs) Excuse me. So, the only reason that they did that was because of the authority that had been given Jesus Christ. And remember that Jesus Christ got given a name above every other name. So in his name they could cast out devils. So it had nothing to do with power. It had to do with authority. Who was in charge and who had a right to this. So, it says this, over all the power of the enemy. So in other words, because you are a human being... You should never ever have any demonic issue ever coming near you in your life. Because you have authority over every demonic spirit, no matter what it is. That's where you could get to the level like uh, Smith Wigglesworth, where Satan rocks up in your room and you go, it's only you. Ignore it and carry on. You see? And so we have got to understand that God... God gave Jesus Christ, because he was a human being, all the authority on the planet. Everything that he had made. Everything that has been made. So when we start talking about authority, I want you to get this picture. It it has to do with everything physically on this earth, except for people. Remember, God did not give people authority over people. God gave people authority over this planet and over your area and over your turf. So if the devil comes onto your turf, you have got authority to tell him to get lost. And so when we start speaking about the authority area of your life, this is why um, Pharaoh's... um, what do they call them, magicians, could do the exact the same as what Moses did. Everybody says it's a demonic thing. No, they had authority over the earth. As human beings, they would tap into that authority. 
The same thing with the Tower of Babel. They had authority, the Bible says, when they got into unity. Even if it's right or wrong, when human beings get into unity, they carry an authority because the planet has been given to human beings. And if they recognize that thing, it is going to start changing things. That's why the Bible does not say when Pharaoh and them did stuff, it was done out of a demonic force or a spirit was behind it or whatever else it was. Okay? It was not done like that. It was purely because they carried an authority over the earth. And the elements of the earth have got to be submitted to man. And if man understands that and taps into that thing, they can carry everything. So how do I get that authority to activate? How do I activate authority and how do I activate uh, the power? Both of them are activated by faith. Both. Power and authority. Let me give you an example. If I'm going to trust God for a healing on somebody, okay, my faith has to grow to a level where I can believe God to bring that healing. You understand? And if I'm going to change something in the natural, I have to have faith to the level that I will execute that authority. Both are activated by faith. Now comes the thing, and this is very, very... uh, This was a revelation to me, in fact, and it helped me a lot. Faith is the key that activates these things. Okay? But faith does not grow by prayer and fasting. You can pray and fast as much as you want. It will never increase your faith. Because prayer and fasting increase your power. Prayer and fasting is connected to power. Prayer and fasting is not connected to your faith or your authority. And so, this is where I went wrong for many years. I had businessmen come in, morning and night. We were praying tongues for an hour in the morning, praying tongues hour and night. We would fast, we would pray, and no result was taking, there was no change in their businesses. Because what we were doing is we were building up our power so much. We were the power bombs. Then we have a, have a Holy Ghost meeting or something and God would rock up and the power of God would hit that place and everything else. But it wasn't changing anybody's business or circumstances. Many times Janine will say, change the way you're doing it because what you're doing isn't working. And I didn't understand that because I was doing what the Bible said. I did not know or see the difference between power and authority. And then... The minute I started to understand that, I started to sit down and say, well, now I'm going to start using the authority that I've got, commanding stuff, declaring stuff, decreeing stuff, and suddenly stuff started to change. And so, what you've got to do is you build your faith up by the Word. The Word is the thing that builds up your faith. I get into the Word, I see the Word, I build up my faith. But then the minute I speak it, I'm releasing that authority. The minute I speak it, I'm releasing the authority that I have as a human being based on the word because I need to know what, what is my area of authority. What am I allowed to do and not allowed to do? And so the word starts giving me that solution. So I have got to have both operating in my life. All right? Power has got to do, and I'm just going to give you the summary and I'll deal with it in another session. Power's got to do with breaking spiritual forces of people. 
and restoring the human being to their wholeness where they are. In other words, if they've got a limb missing, bring it back. It's to set people free. It's got to do with people. The power of God has got to do directly with people. Authority has got to do with everything else. The planet, the uh, your job situation, whatever you want to call in order, whatever needs to come in, in line, everything else except people deals with authority levels. I dec- declare it, I call in finance, I will call in a house, I will call in a car, whatever. That's authority. That is mine. I have a right to that. The devil must let it go if he's holding on to that. Do you understand? That's not power. Power stuff has got to do with spiritual break bondages, break off the, the attack of the devil, anything that's spiritual connected. That's why when they even cast out the devils, they were casting it out based on authority. Devil, you don't have a right to be, I uh, command you to go. But even if the devil goes, it doesn't restore what has been broken. If the guy doesn't have an arm, he's still not going to have an arm. Are you guys with me? So, we have got to start applying our authority based on the word and based on our faith. And saying, God, I trust you for this. So, let me give you an example. When Jesus walked on water, he did not walk on water because of the power of God operating in his life. He walked on water because of the authority that he had. When he raised the dead, he was doing that with the power of God. When he healed the people, it was based on the power of God. Because it was dealing with the people. Okay? Go back quickly. Let's go back. You guys look a bit uh, confused. Acts chapter 10. Now let's just read the scripture again and you'll see what I'm talking about. Go back to Acts chapter 10. And I'll deal with that on another session. I'll go in depth there and I'll show you. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Now God has anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Okay? So now he's got the power. So what does he do with the power? Alright? Who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. So he went about doing good, helping people, breaking bondages of healing them, getting them all right. That's the power of God. That's what the power of God is there for. It does not say that he started to walk on water, turn water into wine. Do you understand? All of the natural stuff that he took control of, calm storms, all of that stuff was done by the authority. He had authority over every created work that God had done, has been given to man. So, right back to Adam. The reason why Adam and Eve got chucked out of the garden had nothing to do with being deceived or anything. It was simply Adam did not execute his authority. Adam could have right at the beginning said, Devil, get out of this garden. You have no right here. This is my garden. God warned him and told him, I want you to guard the garden. And if you go read in Genesis, there's a lot of instruction that, were given, that was given to Adam even before there was even an issue. God knew an issue was coming. And he would give him instruction before the issue came. And so we have been given that authority. When, when the Bible says that we have got authority over every power of the enemy, everything the devil has got 
against us, we have got authority over. We have got to execute that authority. That's why simple stuff like um, when when Paul went to Jesus to go uh, complain, and he said, please take this thorn of flesh from me, you know, take this issue away. The response was, my grace is sufficient for you. It's already been done. You handle it. You deal with it. It's in your hands. Use your own authority. Tell it to get lost. See? And so we have got to start understanding that we have got to step into our authority. We have got to understand our authority and see that the devil actually is, is, a, um, is a non-entity. It should be a non-entity. The demonic forces around us should be a non-entity. We should be taking authority over this thing. Because I've been asking God, God, what is it that, like like Catherine Kuhlman, I mean, hers was a power issue. When she walked into a place and everybody got healed, I mean, she had pushed so heavy into the anointing of God and the power of God that it physically changed everybody, even if they did or didn't want it. Can you imagine if you do that in authority? On that same thing, when you walk into a place, whether this place was a desert or not, just because you rocked up, suddenly starts raining. Or there's a flood, you rock up and it stops raining because you're bringing stuff into order. Now comes the, the crux of this thing. In Deuteronomy chapter 30. <coughs> Verse 19. It says this, I call heaven and earth as witness against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both you and your descendants may live. I want... Excuse me. I want you to see something here. That God calls heaven and earth as a witness against you. And I asked, you know, I really went to go and try and figure this thing out because um, Hendrik had raised this thing about this witness thing, and he, you know, and I went to go and check this thing out. And you know, what's interesting is the Bible says that I will use the heaven and earth as a witness against you, whether you've chosen life or death. Why? Because your choice of life and death will be seen in the planet. Everything that God had created has been given to you. If it becomes a mess, it will be seen that you chose death. If it comes right and the blessing of God is on the planet, it's because you have chosen life. And the planet and the, and the earth will be a witness as to which you chose. Because you've got the authority over it. So God's saying, well you can choose whatever you want. I will check the fruit. The fruit will be the earth. If the earth has fallen apart, then you've chosen death. And that's one of the reasons. Remember that this was given in Deuteronomy. eh? That's one of the reasons for the flood. Was because the Bible says that the whole earth, or everybody that was living, chose death. They were so corrupt that they, the Bible says they continually thought evil. There was no positive in it whatsoever. They only thought evil eventually. 
that God actually had to kill them. They got the whole race. And then God says, yeah, he says, I'm going to bring heaven and earth as a witness. And you're going to say, well, look, here's the evidence. Did they choose life or did they choose death? So we have got a much bigger responsibility than what you think. And so if you want to sit down and see which way we are going, or just see the, the stuff around us, is it bearing fruit? Is it bearing life? Is it being positive? And if it's not bearing life, then we are not taking the authority that we should be exercising. And it's not going to help to sit and fast for 40 days in the closet. Because that power is only going to help people. That power is only going to help people. That power is not going to exercise the authority that we need to change circumstances. Circumstances are changed by authority. People are set free by power. And we've got to operate in both. So healing is power. Healing is... Although you have the authority over the infirmity. Yes. So it's actually both. Both would operate there. The authority over the, the demonic thing that's influencing it, but the physical symptoms will still be there even if you take the demon away. Yeah. Not everybody gets instantly healed when you take a demon away. And then I- even if they do get healed, there might be a restoration that's needed. Because it might just stop where they, you know, how bad that infection was at the time. Let's say they've lost half a kidney. You know, they've cut out half a kidney because of cancer. You lay hands on them and then they get healed, but they've still got half a kidney. Now you need a creative miracle. And that's the power of God. But I'll explain all of that on another session. But the problem is this, is as a church, or especially the charismatic church, we've run after the power. We've said, God, we're going to fast and pray. And I mean, you look at the great revivalists and everybody else. They've got incredible faith. They can build up their faith. They've got the power operating. They believe God for miracles. They're seeing that. But what they are seriously missing, and all of us, me included, was that we don't exercise our authority. We are not taking the ground that we are supposed to spiritually. And the Bible is not going to hold us. God's not going to hold us as a witness with the power in our lives. He's going to hold us with the authority because we're supposed to be reigning and ruling over this earth. The authority is, is where the scripture stands and says that creation's waiting for the true sons to be manifested. That's based on the authority as a human being operating on this earth knowing that we are supposed to take control and declare and decree things and bring it back into order. You know with these fires in Cape Town, I actually ordered those fires to be extinguished. And then the next thing I read that it could be um, the fire was there maybe because of some eight-pointed star on Sydney Hill. So then does that nullify my authority over no. telling the fire to be extinguished? No. We have got to start exercising that authority. And as we do that, our, your authority is directly proportional to your faith level. Okay, yeah. Are you with me? Your faith level will activate any of these. Same way with your power. Your faith level activates each one of these. So faith is your grounding. That's why it says it's impossible to please God without faith. Why? Because you can't activate anything without faith. You can't get anything done without faith. I have to. The Word is the basis of everything. 
You know, this is why I say there's a lot of ways of getting results. Look, worship, the power of praise will set people free. God uses lots of different ways. The Word, the Word was sent out and healed them. Are you with me? There's a lot of different ways. It's not just one thing. So, these things all work together. But what I want you to know is, I'm, I'm boxing them deliberately now so you can just understand the difference. Because we focus on one and we neglect the other. You know, we have got to start taking authority over stuff. And declaring it and taking dominion over it like God called us to do. He says, I want you to have dominion over this earth. Are we having dominion over it? Are we operating in the power of God to set people free? And bringing life-changing experiences with God into their lives? Are we actually developing our faith so that we can activate these things? And then the primary one out of all of this is, are we actually operating out of agape love? Which I'll deal with next week. Because none of these, the Bible says faith operates through love. The Bible says the gifts operate through love. You see, you don't have love, you're a clanging symbol. So all of this stuff operates from a basis of love. If you don't get the love thing right, none of this is going to work. I'm just thinking of you saying that you spoke uh, fish life into the rivers and that. How do we work with um, um, policies and things that have been put in place to allow overfishing, for instance, of um, our seas? So we can say more fish, more fish, yes. more fish. Yes, you can create more fish. doesn't matter what the policy we says. get rid of silly things like people who should be, um, say, on the West Coast, had their licenses taken away from them and given to cronies. So even if there are many, many fish there, the ones who should be allowed to fish there can't fish there. So how do... I mean, I think that's power coming in there and authority and... As you said, intertwined. Look, you've got to... No, power is breaking spiritual strongholds of people. Yes. Okay? So, so what you've got to do is you've got to sit down and say, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. We pray for our government for the right thing. You change the hearts and all of that. But when it comes to the natural sea, you start calling fish in. And you say, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I release blessing over our sea. This place will prosper because I'm here. There will be fish here. And this, they will have supernatural breeding seasons and whatever. But then, then you start praying in that thing, declaring justice over that area. Okay. There is a scripture where it says um, you'll be allowed to eat off the produce of your land yes. and all of that. So you, you, if you live there, you've got a right to eat it. So you just pray the scripture. Okay. I think it's in the blessing, isn't it? kind of sounds like that thing in Deuteronomy that says you're living houses that you didn't Okay, so, so have you guys got the, the difference here? And so what happens is this, and I want us to know this, we have got to develop all four of these things at the same time. Our love walk, our faith, our authority, and our power. Do you say those again, please? Your, your love walk, your faith, your authority and your power have got to be developed at the same time. If you want to start seeing victory in your life, you've got to operate in all of those. So we must not neglect them. We must not sit down and just focus on the one and just go off on one thing. Because we want to see a holistic thing operating. We want to see the power of God moving right across our lives in everything that we do.
In Jesus' name, amen.